0: Hello, and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the New York State Department of Education's ruling that any school with a Native American-themed mascot will be required to find a replacement by the end of the school year. I'm Gary Scott, and today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Other stories in our Morning Brief today, Park and Elm's open house this past weekend, North Country Arts unveils their celebration exhibit, and new ideas proposed for the old Rexley Marble Mill along the Batting Kill. But first, before we get into our stories, I would like to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community. And what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the Greater Glens Falls area. So if you own a business in the area, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com. And thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. Park and Elm celebrated a successful open house this past Saturday. This new hotspot in the downtown Glens Falls community offers grocery items and a full delicatessen. According to our own Kate Haggerty, Park & Elm offered customers a chance to casually look around and admire the decor, as well as the opportunity to order from the deli and purchase groceries. The open house also featured samples offered by the Argyle Cheese Farmer. Among those in attendance at the open house were some big names like Glens Falls Mayor Bill Collins, 5th Ward Supervisor Ben Driscoll, and Assemblywoman Carrie Warner and this is only the beginning for this new location. Sharing the Park & Delm space is a full restaurant area, which will be taken up by Dock's Restaurant, which closed its doors that same evening to prepare for their rebranding. Dock's originally operated across the street out of the Park Theatre, but was in need of more space due to rising demand. Kate says Park & Delm will be focusing on farm-to-table ingredients provided by local producers. The market is located at 19 Park Street and will be open Tuesday through Sunday from 7am to 9pm. The restaurant space was also on display during the open house. It features dark wooden tables and exposed brick walls, which are sure to create a perfect, welcoming dining experience. The restaurant also has a mailing list focused on building that excitement in the days to come. This will keep customers up to date on when the opening will be taking place, as well as offering opportunities to be among the first to make reservations. The Park and Elm restaurant is expected to open next month. For more information, visit park-elm.com. Another one from our own homepage here at Glens Falls Today, Kate Haggerty reports on another open house that took place this past Saturday. North Country Arts introduced their celebration exhibit in their main gallery at Suite 120 of the Shirt Factory. The atmosphere was festive as patrons, art lovers, and community members mingled throughout the gallery. Kate reports the day before the event, artist Colleen Shannon spoke about the two pieces she would be featuring and her own process of creating art. She said, quote, I love a blank canvas, because the possibilities are endless with a blank canvas. Colleen's two pieces being exhibited are called Never Alone and Wanderlust. Kate also tells us during the opening Paige and Prince, who own and operate pastel prints out of the garden level of the shirt factory, have also provided two pieces for the show, Daddy Crumpus and Surreal Celebration. Surreal Celebration is described as a commentary on modern society's programming of youth and the evolution of finding one's own way through life's challenges. I like that. The exhibit will be open to the public for six weeks and can be viewed Thursday through Sunday between the hours of 11am and 4pm. Paintings and ceramics will be on display and for sale throughout the holiday season. For more information, you can email info at northcountryarts.org or check out the website at northcountryarts.org. Now before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. In an update to a story that's been ongoing for quite some time, the New York State Education Department is now requiring schools with Native American-themed mascots to find replacements by the end of the current school year. Apart from mascots, this also applies to school logos and sports team names. News 10 reports the Education Department sent the ruling to all New York school districts in a memo last Thursday. The decision stems primarily from controversy surrounding the Indians mascot of the Cambridge Central School District. The Cambridge School Board first voted to change the mascot in June of last year. A month later, several school board seats changed hands and the new board members voted to reverse that decision and reinstate the mascot. Many concerned parents then petitioned the office of New York State Department of Education Commissioner Betty Rosa, asking her to intervene. Rosa upheld the decision to change the mascot, After being challenged again on this decision by the school board, a New York State Supreme Court judge also ruled in favor of the State Education Department regarding the mascot. The district was then ordered to completely retire the use of the Native American Warrior mascot, as well as the Indian's name used for school sports teams, by July 1st of this year. In the memo to all school districts, Senior Deputy Commissioner James Baldwin said the department stands by the court's decision on Cambridge's mascot. He writes, quote, The court's decision establishes that public school districts are prohibited from utilizing Native American mascots. Arguments that community members support the use of such imagery or that it is respectful to Native Americans are no longer tenable. The only scenario in which schools will be permitted to keep these mascots will be if they receive expressed approval from a recognized Native American tribe. Those who do not comply with the state education department's ruling risk having school officers removed and state aid withheld. Other school districts in the region that may face these requirements include Glens Falls and Corinth. And in another article, News 10 reports that Native Americans in the Capital Region have expressed opposing thoughts on the issue. While some consider these depictions to be offensive, others believe eliminating this imagery outright would be erasing the culture they are proud of. One member of Cambridge Central School District's Board of Education, Dylan Honyust, himself of Native American descent, sees the ruling as, quote, another effort to remove or cancel the American Indians. Rain Hill, who is of Mohawk descent and was raised on a New York reservation, falls on the other side of the coin, asking, quote, if you have a minority such as Native Americans within your community, like campuses, and you know that it could be something offensive, then why would you do that? Iroquois Museum curator Colette Lemon added that, like with many things in life, not everyone will agree. She said, quote, "Each generation is going to have a different perspective based on people's experiences, so it's not as clean cut as everyone feels this should change." Last week, the Bat and Kill Conservancy held its annual meeting at Salem's Bancroft Public Library, and according to the Post-Star, one major topic of discussion was proposal of new ideas for the old Rexley Marble Mill a local landmark located on the north shore of the Kill, just east of the Route 22 bridge. The Conservancy received the three-acre site in 2016 as a donation from Jessica Oakley, and now some ideas for how to redevelop the property include a fly-fishing school, a nature education center, a wedding venue, or a picnic area. The property was last occupied in the 1970s by a pottery-making commune, Fires have since destroyed most of the buildings, but the mill's white marble walls, a riverside colonnade, a barn, a school bus, and other small structures still remain, but all are now in disrepair. The Conservancy's Executive Director Lorraine Margaret Ballard said their main goals are to secure the site to ensure public safety, to preserve the historic ruins of the marble mill, and to expand public access to the Baton Kill. Participants agreed that the site is not suitable for swimming because of the rocky shore and swift current. It was instead suggested that the property could be a launch site for boaters on the river, a picnic area, have interpretive nature and historical signs, or simply be a peaceful place to enjoy the river. The next steps in this project will be to carry out a historic structure report, then planning and coordinating with other groups that would like to see public access to the site. The Conservancy started a capital campaign to develop the mill site last year, however they remain open to the possibilities of state or private grants. The Conservancy is also seeking suggestions from the community, which can be submitted at batandkillconservancy.org or on the organization's Facebook page. Finally, the Post Star reports that volunteers willing to serve on a committee for developing the mill site are also welcome. And that is all I have got for the Morning Brief today. Again, I am Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today. As always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the Morning Brief is to provide you with quick, convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area. So if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.